Welcome to the podcast, Risk Intelligence, with your host, Karen Adamsbaum. She will be sharing her knowledge on common insurance questions, coverage explanations, claim scenarios, and interviews with brokers, clients, and colleagues to discuss various topics in the insurance industry. Welcome to another edition of my podcast called Risk Intelligence. And today I have Justin Goodman with me. And Justin is from the West Coast, California. And what I'd like to do is explain to everybody how we met. We, we met on LinkedIn. And Justin was always um, publishing um, posts that had to do with uh, his podcast and then simple terms when it comes to insurance. And I saw a similarity as, as to what I was doing, because what he was doing is just keeping it simple. Insurance can be very complex with, with the words and the coverages. And when you look at the policy, there's a lot of double negatives within the policy language, and you're just trying to figure it out. So us as agents, our job is to try to make it as simple as possible for our audience. And Justin, I, I, I followed him for a while, and the more I saw, I said, you know what, we, we have a lot of the same similarities. So I connected with him. We started to engage. Um, him and his brother, Jordan, have a podcast that is uh, phenomenal. Um, it, it does talk about insurance, but in a different way. Basically, what they do is they take requests from their audience and it's like a Q&A where somebody will say, hey, how do you handle this situation? And him and his brother kind of um, put their spin on it and, and what they've done and advice on how to handle that situation. So uh, Justin, um, I know I just, you know, <laughs> said everything about you, but thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me. Yes. So um, back to the podcast. So you and your brother launched this about two years ago. Is that correct? Uh, so the podcast was a, a end of last year. Um, okay. Right, yeah. And um, you, I, I think you have, uh, I, I want to say, um, I mean, definitely over 50 episodes by now. They're pretty frequent, your episodes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And um, with that, I mean, why don't you explain a little bit uh, as to what started that idea and how, I know podcasts can be difficult for some people because they just don't know what their personality or what their message is going to be, but it seems like you and your brother kind of have your own uniqueness as to the flavor of the podcast. So if you would just kind of explain how you and Jordan came up with that idea. Yeah, so my brother and I were looking for a way to demonstrate value and, and get what was in our heads out to others. Um, not that we think we're all that smart, but we've been through enough battles that we said, hey, um, we get asked questions a lot. Why don't we use that in the, the form of a podcast where we can actually uh, disseminate this information? And, um, and then obviously my brother and I, we have different tastes. He's very fine wine and expensive and I'm a Michelob Ultra guy. And so we made that part of our, our stick in our podcast. But in truth, when people thought podcasts were much more difficult to execute on, 
that was years ago. There's a lot of tools available to execute them on now, but you have to be comfortable being on camera, talking, conversing with, uh, you, know, you know, the information that you have at hand. And so as long as it comes across natural, you're good. But I think a lot of people get stuck that first couple episodes, so they never try, or the first one comes off terrible. And my response to everyone is go back to my first podcast episode and I come off like a robot. I had pre-rehearsed too much of it and then you hear it and you change and you just kind of work through that process like you would anything else. Like I'm not good at cold calling until I become good at cold calling. Mm -hmm. And so that was really the, the driving force. How do we get the value out there um, and do it in a way that protects the agent. So um, for a lot of our, our listeners, they're agency owners and they want the answer to the question, but they're afraid to ask because they don't want to appear ignorant. They don't want to create issues within their own office. And so we make it anonymous so that they're protected, but they still get the information. And it's very engaging because when I listen to the podcast and I hear the question, I'm like, oh, wow, that's, that's a good question. That kind of crossed my mind before. Let me see how they answer it. And then you answer it and you both, I, you know, you both answer it in your own way. Um, and, and that's good because everybody has their own opinion. And, you know, I, I might gravitate towards your brother because I like his answers better than yours or, or vice versa. So, and you know, it's interesting that you say uh, that you sounded like a robot in your very first podcast, because when I started my podcast a little over a year ago, what I did, believe it or not, I would type out my podcast. I would type mm -hmm. it out as to what I was going to say, and then I would read it. And after a while, I said, you know, why am I doing that? I sound like a robot. So now whenever I have an idea, um, I just hit record and I just go. And there is no typing out or anything. I'm going to say the first 25 episodes, I definitely typed it out um, mm -hmm. for sure. So I can understand where you're coming from as far as sounding like a robot. Um, so you're on the West Coast. How did you, were you born and raised in California? How did you start your practice in, in California? So I've lived in the same 50 mile radius my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I'm third generation in the, the business. So my grandfather was in the business, uh, but when he was dying of cancer, he ironically didn't have life insurance. And uh, my father, who was 23 at the time, had just gotten married. And the only way he could support my grandmother was to buy the agency. And so she would have some money, even though he had no interest in going into that, that space. So he says, I'll buy it from you, pay over time. Immediately, the two large accounts left. There was no revenue. And my father had to start over and build a company. Uh, fast forward many years. And... Uh, when I was a senior in high school, he said, do you ever want to come in this business? I said, heck no, not, not with how much I've heard about it and what you've talked about <laughs> over the years at the dinner table. And so he says, okay, well, I have an offer, offer from Arthur J. Gallagher. They're going to, you know, you know, buy the company. So he sold his retail and wholesale operations to them. I then a few laters, years later down the road, I'm married and realized I'm going to get married and realize, hey, I, I could actually use a recurring commission because I'm selling boxes and tape for Uline shipping supplies right now. And, uh, you know, this might be some more upside. So came into the business and uh, then ultimately took over the construction practice 
and then bought my division back um, after bringing my brother in the business. And so we've been independent for the past 12 years now. What I find is that with third generation specifically, I mean, this even happens with second generation, is that they take over the business and then they just run it status quo, just like the previous generations have without any expansions or changes because they feel that it's a generation business and why do I want to change it because we got to leave the legacy, so to speak. But with you and Jordan, you have really excelled and um, kind of made it your own. I mean, especially with all the technology that's out there. Is that true? Yeah. So from the beginning, the problem was I was a bratty 20-something-year-old when I went in to work for Gallagher. And um, I had all these ideas in the world and how it could run more efficiently. I didn't have perspective of some of the longer term stuff. But when I opened up uh, my agency, I said, I'm going to do it differently. I want to leverage the technology in a certain way. And I always want to be pushing the edge of that envelope um, because there was so much that our industry does in an archaic fashion. And so we were very deliberate about that. Um, much to the chagrin of my father, but you know, he was, he was good, you know, watching that from afar going, okay, you guys got it under control. And so, um, yeah, we, we were very deliberate and that was really, if we were going to do it, we we're going to do it our way. Right. What, um, as far as social media, how have you found that social media has helped you? So social media has been helpful. We were early to Facebook which was problematic actually, because initially when we started advertising on Facebook, our, our customer base wasn't yet there. And so it was a struggle. So we missed that window and then we abandoned it. Then we came back to it, but a little later in the game. So it's ultimately been beneficial to us because it allows us now to demonstrate value uh, where, where someone may not have time for a meeting with you right away they will have time to read your content, see your information and determine if you know anything about insurance. They get that. So then as they start seeing any solicitations from us, they're, they're going, well, at least this person knows what they're doing and oh, there's some of their successes and oh my gosh, there's some of their clients because they're not afraid to put their client names out there. And I'm not afraid of some competitor calling because I've done a good job. They'll call that person and, and it gets us in the door. So it's, it's part of a holistic effort to really reach uh, our end customer, but between LinkedIn where I can drill down exactly who I need to, to reach and then the ability to do that, that's helpful. I don't have to deal with a gatekeeper. Facebook is helpful because now you have groups out there that you can form, provide value, and ultimately they see you as someone of influence, someone who can make things happen for them. And so they gravitate towards you. So just part of a holistic strategy on the marketing front. And I, I feel everybody today in one way or another needs to be involved in social media because it is, it is our future. It is our now and it is our future in order, just like years ago, it was the newspaper, mm -hmm. you know, or uh, the flyers that you would get. Um, now it's just social media. Um, what I want to do is, is leave you uh, with, with this uh, to, to my audience is that 
And, and to Justin also, I know that you can relate to this, is that as a business owner, it's not just about running the business and to gain revenue for the type of business that you're in. What you have to do is look at it as a whole. And there are many components of running a business. And one of those components, unfortunately, fortunately today, in today's day is social media. And I encourage all of the viewers uh, who see this, all the listeners who listen to really um, go and follow Justin and Jordan um, and, and see what it is that they're doing because they are five steps ahead of the average insurance agency I see in, in what they're doing um, with educating their audience and then also from a technology standpoint with the software that you're developing and all. So um, with that, Justin, uh, I just wanted to say thank you for, for joining me today. Did, did you want to say anything before we? I, I'm just thrilled we got to connect. And, uh, and I, I think to your point too, social media is very relevant and important in the business, but also um, what the customer can learn is there's ways of helping out their customer base. So for example, through our social media, we've actually helped our customer base land additional jobs, get additional work. Mm -hmm. And that, that had we not elevated them on our platform, someone would have not recognized them, would have not reached out uh, had they not heard the story. They got an opportunity to bid a job they otherwise wouldn't have. And so there's a lot of different ways you can provide value. And so even for, um, you know, when you just think I'm in this business, well, you're in whatever business it is to solve your customers' problems. And what if, if, if everybody needs a little bit more work now, you can also leverage social media for that. So I, I, I think you're, you're dead on point and uh, this has been fun. Good. Thank you, Justin. Absolutely. Thanks for listening to the podcast, Risk Intelligence. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel and connect on LinkedIn by doing a search on Karen Adamsbaugh.